Bill Mosley, Daniel Harris, Dick Warlock, George Romero, Kane Hodder, Robert England, Ronnie Blakely, CJ Graham, and you're listening to Deep in Horror, Texas. You gotta be fucking kidding. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Deep in the Heart of Texas. This is Jeff. Greetings from the Northwest. This is Nathan. And this is Ralph. I'm um, sorry for being, uh, I guess, away from y'all for so long. Uh, we just had a, a really good hiatus, so it was nice to have a little break. We got ourselves a new recording studio. Oh, my gosh. This place is huge. Yeah. An iPhone 11. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. This thing's roomy so- as fuck. So welcome to our first show and last show of the year. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, we wanted to tap into, uh, I guess, everybody's little fun podcast episode of the year uh, is always going to be looking back, which is uh, we're going to do our best of 2019, which uh, was a fun year for film in general and uh, especially in horror. Uh, we had a lot of new things come to uh, fruition, like the Creep Show uh, TV show on Shudder, uh, some amazing sequels uh, like Doctor Sleep and uh, uh, Rise of the Skywalker. No, 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 you are gone. Yeah, good sequels. Good what sequels. the fuck are you talking about? Okay, <laughs> come on, fuck you. <laughs> it, it made it's making a lot of fucking money, but I wouldn't say it was fucking good money. Oh yeah. <laughs> That was my favorite film of the year. Mm. Well, Lordy frickin' Why do you have your list pulled up? Where, where's uh, where's, the, where's the red button on that phone? I don't know. We're losing him. <laughs> Nathan, are you there? Signal's going bad. He's gone. Where, uh. Oh, man. The Great White North is uh, really struck him. <laughs> Wait, you did say Rise of Cockwalker, right? <laughs> Cockwalker! That was a good movie. Rise of so, the Butt Man. What are we doing first? Are we doing honorables, favorites, or shit list? I'd like to talk about, I guess let's go through our favorites first. Because I, I like to like talk about things that did make us happy this year first. Yeah, definitely. Let's go with three. Three yeah. of our, our top uh, 2019 yeah, films. Yeah, because if y'all say four, I'm fucked. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. Uh, I'll lead off with, uh, I think, one of my favorites that come out this year. All right. Season. Go ahead. Go ahead, Ralph. Go ahead, Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh uh, I'm starting this. I'm starting this. Awesome. Go with um, it, Jeff. <laughs> hold on. Me or him? Me Who? or him? Who? You know what? Fuck it. You, the, the person that's the furthest away. <laughs> well, I'm in Washington. Exactly. You go first, fuckhead. <laughs> <You go> <laughs> All right. First. Uh, let's see. Uh, the film that I like the most out of this. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> Go ahead, Jeff. Go ahead. No. No. <laughs> My number three. Uh, I had a lot of fun, and I bought it recently and rewatched it, and I still am having fun with this, ready or not. Oh, yeah. Um, I really – I love cat and mouse games. This is a lot like, uh, you know, Clue meets – fuck, I don't know, some, I, some type of murder mystery. Who gives a shit? But it's super fun. Uh, everybody did a good job acting in this. Uh, Samara Weaving – Man, she plays frantic so good. So good. Like her shaking and constant like screams. Like this movie. It, it was uh it was fun. It was a fun theater experience. Uh it was me and only one other person in that theater. And we were both laughing and clapping, and it was like, this is cool. I don't even know you. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. And laughing and clapping? So. He might have been at cats. I'm moving in a month. <laughs> I might have. <laughs> That's awesome. So that'd be mine. Awesome, man. That's a good one. Uh, yeah, that was definitely a good one because, like, uh, plugs into the uh, what's it called, Tucker and Dale versus Evil kind of vibe, where it's like that horror, but it still gives a lot of comedy in it. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ralph, what do you got for number three? For, uh, for number three, for me, it'd be uh, Zombieland Double Tap. Ooh, good one. That one was a good one because it was a long-awaited sequel that we were all waiting for. Because Zombieland One was amazing to begin with, and this one, like. I really like this one. It, it's one of those like rare moments where like a uh, a sequel does, in my opinion, just as good as the first one. 
Like this one was just as fucking entertaining. And whenever I went to go see it, everybody in the like I had more than like two people in my theater, but uh, all of us were laughing, we were clapping, we were really enjoying it. So that one was definitely a big one for me, especially when they're able to bring back like the entire like cast. You got everybody coming back for this particular movie. That's super fun when they can do that. Mm-hmm. And then they had a bunch of like others that came that that uh, showed cameos. up for the movie. A lot of good, a lot of really nice cameos. So definitely do. So that one was a lot of fun, especially with uh, what's her name? Fucking, um, yeah, uh, not Zoe Saldana. No, but, not uh, Zoe Saldana. Uh, yeah, one from Clerks, uh, uh, Rosario Dawson. Yes, Rosario Dawson. Yes, she's she amazing. was. I, I didn't even know that she was fucking in the movie. She's awesome. Uh, my number three is going to be um, uh, Daniel isn't real. Uh, the best way I can describe Daniel isn't real. Did is, you just make up that title? I wish. <laughs> Uh, it's a book, but uh, they turn into a film, and it's a really good film. It's actually the closest way I can describe it. It's Drop Dead Fred uh, meets Fight Club. It's very uh, coming to terms with your uh, your imaginary friend. And it's this guy going to college, and his imaginary friend turns up. And the havoc and the horror that goes on between these two characters is just fucking as fun and amazing as seeing... Uh, some of those awesome scenes that we love from uh, Brad Pitt and Edward Norton in uh, Fight Club. And then it's also just as fun as uh, Drop Dead Fred where you have like these really quirky, fun moments and they just make you smile ear to ear because you're just like, wow, this is really dark but really fun. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's supposed to hit Shudder and Netflix sometime soon, but it's definitely available in all your uh, digital formats uh, to rent. So I'd say uh, definitely check that out. Uh, Daniel isn't real. Daniel isn't real. No. Uh, what All right, you, round two. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to blast through these. We're just going to blast through it because, you know, speaking because on the phone is very weird and delayed. Oh, yeah, but also uh, it's funner to trash on shit anyway. So Yeah, so my number two, uh, I bought it just so I could watch it, was The Lighthouse um, with uh, Willem Dafoe and Rob Pattinson. Um, it's not scary pretty much at all. Um but it's a psychological horror film that takes place on this remote island, I think, in the early 1900s, maybe late turn of the century to 1800s. Uh, and Willem Dafoe steals this fucking show. I mean, he is so good in this role as, you know, just a quibby old sea captain. It, it was Yarr. fucking fun, man. It was great. It had really cool... For being a black and white movie, it had beautiful uh scenery and effects which you don't really get that in a black and white film very often um so yeah i put i i love the movie even though it really wasn't scary but it's also based on a true story i don't know if people ever heard of it or knew about it but it was based off a case where two guys become you know on a lighthouse and the storm happens and nobody can get to them and one of them ends up dying so uh, yeah, check it out, definitely. Awesome, dude. So um, did any of you see The Lighthouse? Oh, yeah. It's going to be on my uh, worst list. Oh, good. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. <clears throat> the only reason why I want to see it is because supposedly whatever like whatever performance Robert Pattinson gave in that it apparently like somehow is feeding into his Batman role. Oh, yeah, really? Dude, mm-hmm. I, I found a whole new respect for the guy. Okay. Like, Willem Dafoe and him act their ass off in that movie. Oh, yeah? No chewing up the scenery or? Oh, no. I mean, yeah. They go big. They get drunk. They, I mean, it's. Do they get fucked? Do they get, do they fuck? Uh, they almost, there's a weird scene where they almost fucking kiss and then uh, they call each other queer and start fighting. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a normal conversation between you and me. Yeah, really. How dare you, queer? If <laughs> <laughs> we almost kiss. Did we almost kiss? No, but Ralph almost penetrated me. <laughs> well, carrying, his, carrying his drunk ass off the floor. Uh, well, you never stop short. It comes with the territory. <laughs> Thank God he is short. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was trying to be modest. You're running around in your underwears and you will fucking stop short in the stairwell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this year's going to be fun. Uh, what do you got for number two, Ralphie? Um, for me, number two, I got Annabelle Comes Home. <gasps> Ooh. Yeah, that Isn't one. I, huh? Didn't see it. 
You didn't see that one? Like it, again, it's part of the Conjuring universe, um, the trilogy to the Annabelle storyline. Uh, this one I actually enjoyed a lot. Granted, I didn't see the previous ones before watching that one because I was told that was kind of like, I think it was, I can't remember if it was which Annabelle, like if it was the first one or the second one, but one of them was kind of like weird, iffy-ish. But um, this one, though, the most recent one was a lot of fun. It was uh, another like house haunting, but it's taking place at the Warrens. Um, it doesn't so much show Ed and Lorraine until like the very end. It's a lot. It's a lot more dealing with the kids and everything that they had in that like basement, like holding room with everything in it. Yeah. So that one, that one was a lot of fun. It was nice seeing like some of the different little, uh, like what what was haunting what and what monster was dealing with what, and you also get um that werewolf one that they were talking about. Yeah. You get to see that, and that was really fucking cool. And practical, I think. I mm-hmm. think they were showing that in the special fe- features. They did a lot of this stuff practically. Yeah. Even though it looks CG as shit in the film. Oh, yeah. It looks CG as fuck, but... But it was fun. Like, you yeah. remember you used, we had that conversation when we did the uh, Games 1 episode we talked about. I wonder what the monkey was about. Yeah. The uh, toy monkey. Uh, all these I still didn't get my teacup. Your teacup. <laughs> my, my little tea set. I, I want to know what was in the tea set. Oh, the man. Asian in me is calling to it. The TV was fun. Oh, the TV was fun. Get to see like the uh, premonition of what was going to happen. Uh, that was badass. I want to watch that again. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Good Definitely. call. Uh, my number two uh, came out really early of uh, 2019. It was a film called uh, Escape Room. Um, it was. It caught me off guard. It kind of falls in there like uh, Saw meets Final Destination. It was literally a group of people were chosen supposedly randomly to do uh, this escape room. And the escape room is just multiple levels of, of like almost saw level. Like your life is threatened to the nth degree, and it's really beautifully shot. And the uh, escape rooms are elaborately thought of, and they're really fun. Uh, I found it to be one of the funnest uh, films, uh, theatrical experiences I had this year. Kind of reminded me of like uh, sitting at watching The Quiet Place. You know, it was like one of those things. Like I was glad I was able to see that in a the theater. That's a uh, Tyler Labine, Deborah. Yes. What's her name from Daredevil? Deborah Wool or something? Wolf or something? Yeah, Deborah yeah. Ann Wolf, I think. Yeah, yeah, it was. It's, re- it's actually on one of the streaming sites right now. I highly recommend it. It's a, it's worth the sit down. It's a, definitely a popcorn film, but it was fun and putting it in that horror thriller level of uh, you know, like I said, like Saw and Final Destination. It's it's something you can sit down and just it's stupid fun. Nice. Is uh, that your number one or number two? Uh, that was my number two. Sorry. So uh, I'm leading the pack? You're leading the pack. Oh, that sucks. All right. <laughs> Number one, I loved Dr. Sleep. I might be one of the few, but I fucking love that movie. I thought it was beautiful. In and out. I loved the, the fucking story. I, you know, I didn't... I kind of felt weird when when uh, Henry Thomas did the Jack Nicholson part, but when I saw it the second time, it didn't bother me nearly as much. They got good actors to do the past tense of themselves. Uh, they look, they look great. The story was fucking fun and God, I would totally let that fucking soul sucking vampire suck my soul. <laughs> she is hot, man. The, the but, hat. Yeah. The hat. She's a, uh, Ooh, she's good looking. Um, no, I, I liked every minute of the movie. So, that that's definitely number one. It was a really fucking fun theatrical experience. So that's got to be up there for me. Gotcha, man. She'd smell Jameson and Dr. Pepper <laughs> <laughs> or four roses, depending on what you've been drinking lately. I drank the bottle you got me for your goodbye gift. Oh, you're, you finished it. Oh yeah. <laughs> nice. Very, I only nice. cracked it like a week ago. So. <laughs> So what you're saying is I need to bring another bottle when I get up there. Yeah, I dude, I haven't been able to find four roses up here. Y'all oh, need to send shit. me a shipment. I might have to. Come go up there don't, with like a case. Don't worry, for Texas Frightmare, I'll have it. <laughs> right? Ah, uh, fucking hell. Yeah, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to get you a few bottles before you leave. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> get her. Uh, so what do you got, Ralphie? Um, and then for me, um, seeing as how we're in our number ones, uh, mine was Brightburn because I can never, <laughs> st- I can't step away from fucking superhero movies. No, you cannot. 
No, I cannot. Like, you no. are a superhero. Yep, I, I definitely am, especially when it comes to evil ones. Like those, those are kind of like border that like good and evil line. Those are the ones that like I, I cater to me the most. But Brightburn was a lot of fucking fun. It was great seeing uh, Elizabeth Banks in another horror movie with uh, with the, this kind of caliber of storytelling. Oh, yeah. um, and it was just a lot of fun to see her kind of like like she's trying she's trying to have the family that she wants because I guess for whatever for whatever reason she can't have kids, whether it be medically or it's whatever reason she just can't have a child yeah. mommy and, went slumming in college that's why <laughs> ah, there we go uh Yikes. so pretty much she her prayers are answered by this kid that ends up falling to earth and just she raises as her own but over time this kid uh due to nurture nature and fuck-ups he, he ends up uh not turning out the way he's supposed to be so and this one was just a lot of fun to see. It was really entertaining. A lot, um, a lot of really good like kills, and just I, I loved it. Like I, I loved watching it. Fun. Super fucking fun. Emphasis on the super. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> the pun is intended. The pun is intended. Um, what do you got, Jefferson? Yeah, my number one. Uh, it was Doctor Sleep also. Nice. That was probably like my uh, my favorite theatrical experience of October. Uh, me and the wife caught it uh, early, uh, like right before Halloween, and it was really. We sat down, and I knew the book, and I think there was two points parts in that movie, and there's two parts in that book that really just fucking like I I, I you know like I I cried I teared up, and uh, they accomplished it. Um, uh, the director who did uh, House on Haunted uh, Hill. The Haunting of Hill House. Yeah. Uh, he did an amazing job. And I wasn't, I was kind of pissed that the film didn't do better in uh, theaters. But yeah, all, because it's, uh, it's considered a flop due to the box office, like yeah. how it did. But, it's uh, sad. But ultimately, what I'm most proud of is that he made a great movie. And I'll take a great movie over a, uh, a, a billion dollar, hundred million dollar movie, you know, any, any time. And I'm glad they gave him the budget to go all out. And I'm so fucking excited to see the uh, the 4K and the Blu-ray when it releases soon because uh, there's a director's cut that actually has an additional 20 or 30 minutes of footage. And just, yeah. to, just to get more of that film and the story and the characters, uh, it's, it was probably one of the funnest uh, films I saw this year. It was the funnest film I saw this year. Agree wholeheartedly, man. Yeah. You know, and I, and I don't understand the woe of the box office with this thing. I mean... It's like Utah shut down. <laughs> I mean, seriously. I mean, first of all, uh, what what's the director's name? I'm sorry, I I, I don't have him pulled up. Uh, Mike Flanagan. Mike Flanagan. But uh, dude, how big of wall are you backed against making a sequel to the fucking Shining? Yeah. That that in itself is a is a just a fucking dubious task, and he did it. He did it fucking great. He didn't, and, uh, and people the choices, didn't turn out for it. The choices like, he made were amazing. That he didn't choose to go CG with the actors. He chose lookalikes. Mm -hmm. uh, they mm -hmm. they felt more earnest or honest to the book, or even to uh, to the actual Stanley Kubrick Shining doing it the way he did do it. I think. Yeah, I was talking to a friend of mine. He's like, "Why didn't they just de-age Jack Nicholson?" I'm like, "Hey, they would have had to pay Jack Nicholson probably fifty million dollars just to step foot in there." Yeah, to come out of retirement. B, B, that would look terrible. I mean, there's only one movie that I can think of that actually did it pretty well, and that's Rogue One with uh, Tarkin, uh, General Tarkin. Was the uh, uh, yeah, um, yeah, General Tarkin. They they did it okay with him, but on Leia looks terrible. They just didn't rise of Skywalker. It doesn't look right. Irishman, I so, never I never noticed it. And it was really cool how they did do it, but it's like you oh, said. Oh, yeah. But the, that would have uh, Robert De Niro. All of them. Yeah, they they de-aged all of them and it looked great. I mean, I didn't have it didn't distract me from the 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 the, the, the experience of the film. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that but, was a fucking great film. I just watched it this week. But everybody that did the roles of Danny, Wendy, and Jack, I mean, they they just they didn't comp they they acted in Kubrick's world, but I think they complimented the book more than anything. Well, Dude, uh, the actress that did uh, Wendy, mm -hmm. 
she did the speech pattern perfectly. I was like, oh my God. Like, you know, she's much prettier to look at. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it was like, holy shit. Like, she's going to be at uh, doing it perfectly. She's going to be at Texas Frightmare Weekend yep. next, this year. Yes. Mike Flanagan like knocked that out of the park with the with his uh with this one yeah it was terrific man i'm glad me and jeff who usually are opposite sides of the spectrum uh we both you know i didn't even know that was in your list jeff i i didn't we haven't talked for a while so it's kind of cool that we both agree that's our number one yeah when i was doing those uh, fantastic when I did that 31 movies for October, that was easily like the most favorite thing I saw that, that month. Yeah, it was great. Well, let's get into uh, some honor rolls, yeah? Yeah, let's do some honor rolls. Uh, I mean, uh, Ralph already has like in his list some of my honor rolls, so let's do number three, Zombieland Double Tap. This was the last movie I got to see with you guys, and it was fucking fun, so... Ralph Ray laid out his love of it. I agree. Nice. Uh, Ralph, you got an honorable mention? Um, for me, an honorable mention was Us. Us mm. was fun. I just, I don't know. It didn't, it, with, uh, with, with the directing, or with the direction that they went with it, it was a lot of fun. It just didn't have that same kind of spark that, um, that Get Out had. It was still a fun movie, but it just, I don't know. I wish it could have done a little bit more uh, just something in it just didn't feel right, but I, I still enjoyed the hell out of it. I still bought it. So, uh, yeah, that the it, new, it was that it was the, fun. It's just like they didn't stick the landing. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah, and then the Nate look alike in there was fucking amazing too. The Nate look alike. <laughs> yeah, you walking around in a bathroom going. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, I don't wear a bathrobe. I walk around in the nude. And a blue fucking Speedo. <laughs> and living in a van down by the river. Blue Speedos. <laughs> oh, fuck you, Ralph. In <laughs> <laughs> uh, no real order from worst to best, one of my honorable mentions has got to be uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. I've watched this movie probably more than any other 2019 horror film. I just, it's just, it's in my voodoo digital account. So I just end up turning it on every night for like almost a week straight there for a while. It was just something that was like a comfort. Um, it was like a warm blanket to put on. It was just, uh, I love turning it on and just let it run in the background while, I, while when I crashed out. So that was uh, still one of my favorite ones. Uh, and the kids love it too. Nice. Um, my number two. I'm going to have to say Brightburn. I, like Ralph, uh, am a comic book guy. I love comic book movies and raised reading comic books. Uh, I enjoy the dark tale of Superman. Um, it should have probably been in my top three, but, man, the three that I named, I just I, I fell in love with. Brightburn, I liked a lot, so I'm giving it my number two. Cool nice. deal, cool deal. Uh, next one for me was uh, Midsummer. Midsummer was I enjoyed it. It was just it was a slaw it was a long fucking burn. You had, had to watch it twice. <laughs> yep, yep. But it was still fun. Like it, it was an enjoyable movie. Um I don't know, it just same thing with with uh with my number three. It just it didn't capture the same magic that hereditary did. You know, like <clears throat> I went in there with this like pre-notion being like oh this movie's gonna be fucking amazing granted yeah it's out in the middle of a fucking fucking day but it's still gonna be good and i felt a little cheated because i still feel as though they should have had that paranormal element in there because in the trailer it showed someone was fucking floating i want to know why the fuck they were floating yeah acid man i guess <laughs> i guess, I guess. dream sequence i don't know no they fucking hired uh what's his, the that fucking who's that serial killer from Japan? Om Shinrikyo for it. Oh there you go. <laughs> his little levitation bullshit. That's awesome. Uh my number 2 is going to be uh let's go with uh Sweetheart. Uh Sweetheart just hit Netflix right now and if you like Jeepers Creepers meets Castaway uh definitely check out Sweetheart. I watched it on a whim. It was one of those Blumhouse uh straight to direct to video movies that just I always, you know, see them pop up here and there. When this one went VOD in October, I was quick to pull the trigger on it because I, I, uh, I was really interested on what they were doing. 
And when I watched it, it was exactly like I described. It was like you're cast, you you wash up on a fucking island, and you're thrown into a almost Jeepers Creepers type fucking situation on a deserted island. And it was uh, it's fun from beginning to end. It it was really uh, I think it's one I'll probably revisit soon just to like uh, you know, sample the flavor again because it was a really fun uh, tell uh, film, just like uh, Jeepers Creepers, fun to rewatch. Nice. That was a nice. sweetheart. Sweetheart. Where is that? Is that is that anywhere to stream? Uh, it's on it's on Netflix. <clears throat> well, nice. I'm gonna put it in my list. Cool. I've never never heard of it. Oh, dude, definitely uh, give it a give it a uh, check that one out. I saw the I was watching the trailer whenever Nate or not Nate whenever Jeff sent us the message about it saying hey y'all need to watch this and I was like all right cool and I watched the trailer and it's sitting on my list I just haven't gotten around to actually watching it because I've been stuck on The Witcher. Oh yeah. Just, I didn't get that message. Yeah, you did. It was in the it was in the group message. I I don't answer that. <laughs> <laughs> it said you saw it. <laughs> so, number 1 for me uh is Ralph's number 2, Midsummer. Um I'm fucking glad that I watched a majority of this movie in the theater. Um, I just showed it to my wife like a week and a half ago. Um, I have the 4k version. I've got a new big TV. You don't notice the acid trips, the, the flowers pulsing as well as you do inside of a theater, obviously a huge ass screen. It it didn't translate well, but the thing about Midsommar is I've watched it two times past the theater and each time I like it a little better. It, you, Ralph's right. It's not on the high mark. It's hereditary, but hereditary. When I first watched it, I didn't like it. It took multiple viewings to grow into something that I just fully appreciated. I don't know if it was just the mood I was in, or the theater I was in, or the uncomfortability of the fucking time length. But <laughs> but it was like you know, there's there's several factors, and I, I find when I watch a movie and it gets better with each viewing. That's intriguing to me because usually you watch a movie and you rewatch it and you watch it one more time. And you're like, ah, okay, I'm done with it. But, but, uh, what's the, the director's name? Uh, Ari Aster, his movies are somewhat like you won't catch everything. Maybe it's cause of the fucking length and maybe, maybe cause you might drift off and look in the back of your eyelids for, 10 seconds because you didn't realize you fell asleep but it's like each time there's something else there's yeah. something in the background there's some other storyline that you didn't even fucking like pick up on um and and when me and ralph went and saw midsummer i didn't get to watch the last fucking 10 minutes of the fucking movie <laughs> i wasn't about to re-watch it so i bought it rewatched it and i liked it and i liked it again and i liked it more I've watched it two or three times, and each time I like it more. So, yeah, that's got to definitely be my number one. Honorable. Nice. <laughs> nice. Um, for me, my number one, this is really hard for this is really hard for me to not put it on my top three, but uh, It Chapter 2. That one I liked a lot. I loved the adults in that <laughs> one. Um, and the humor in it was there for me, especially with fucking <clears throat> with uh, Richie. You know, Richie was, I, I really appreciated his character. I re- really appreciated the uh, chemistry that was between all of them. It felt to me, like I've watched this movie like two or three times now since it's been released um, on uh, 4K. And I just, it's one of those that I just kind of like pop on in the background and just like, this is awesome. Let me go do this, that. And then whenever my favorite scenes pop in, I'll stop everything that I'm doing, watch, and then go back to what I'm doing. Um, this one I really enjoyed it. Like the first one I loved, this one I I enjoyed just as much. Uh I just took a Zombie Land just kind of just squeaked it past. So Yeah, this one uh would have def- that one would have made my top list too. That was one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh not mine. <laughs> that's on my that's on my shit list. Uh my last honorable mention is gonna be uh Climax. Uh it's a G- Gaspar Noe film. And the only reason I think it does uh, land in that horror realm is that it is probably one of the most anxiety-inducing films that I watched last year. Um, it's basically like a dance troupe. Uh, the whole beginning of the film is very reminiscent of Us. It's like you're looking at somebody's uh, t- 
TV stand or whatever, and it's just showing these interviews with these dancers, and they're like just a dance troupe, you know, they they do hip hop and all this stuff like that, and then it shows the party they're having in this like studio warehouse, and it's everybody kind of living in the studio, rehearsing their asses off because they're about to go to like a competition. And they're doing all this dance and this guy's DJing and the girls and the guys are just, you know, busting their ass doing like all this hip hop dancing and stuff like that, you know, whatever you want to call it. And then slowly you realize that everybody's circling around this punch bowl in the in the warehouse and somebody spiked the punch bowl with acid. And then nice. the camera's just fluid. It's just like it feels like this one long cut of just you watching everybody go from partying to hitting on each other to laughing to the acid kicking in. And just the ugliness and the weirdness and the strangeness that just starts happening as everybody starts getting, you know, uh, taken over by the acid. And then if you look in the background in this early scene, you see that one of the ladies that runs the warehouse, her her son, his like her 11, 12-year-old son's in the background sipping the, the punch. And you literally like scream because you're like... Like what's gonna happen? Like everything's been. You're just like ah, it's 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 a it's a horrible fucking film to watch. It's just, but uh, it was a it was crazy. It was one of the. It's like you're all, you go physically on the trip with them, and at, by the end of the movie, you're like your heart and everything's just broken and you're freaked out and you just feel like you just tripped out with a a large group of people. <laughs> Did you? Is this uh, on Shutter or anything like that? Or I don't. I think it. I think it barely um, dropped on Amazon. For- for climax you can you can uh get it on amazon right now uh and amazon itunes voodoo vod like it's not on netflix or anything like that quite yet yeah you can rent it and i know we got a cool i think arrow did a blu-ray release i'm not sure though but uh yeah it's one of those films where like yeah if you get the if you want to watch something that's just really fucking out there with great camera work great acting i definitely put that one on your list of just like a fucked up movie to watch at night do you think it'll come on uh, Disney Plus? <laughs> uh, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. The Mandalorian's pretty horrible. <laughs> it's out, out. It's in the vault. You know, they might they might let it out on Halloween. There you go. <laughs> Jeez. All right, let's get into our shitty shit shit of the year. Go for number it. three. Glass. Fuck this movie. I'm sorry. This is the worst superhero movie I've ever seen in my life. Uh, you know, it's kind of funny because with Split, I really thought, uh, you know, M. Night Schmuckalon was uh, pulling his head out of his ass. And then he released this, and he put his head right back up his ass. So uh, I'm done with him. I'm done with Glass. I'm, oh, man. I don't ever want to have to do another movie of his. Can we just skip it? His TV show is really good. Oh, yeah? Which on, one's that? Uh, Servant. It's on Apple TV. Yeah, I'm good. It's really fun. <laughs> I'm good. I'm bypassing it. I can't. I can't do it, man. I've only liked two of his movies out of the fucking fifteen that he's released or ten that he's released. He's holding the twenty percent with me. Can't do it. <laughs> That's good. Can't do it. You take two good stories. I really liked Unbreakable, and I liked Split a lot. And Signs. How do you, How do you fuck up the the third one? I don't know. Ask George Lucas. I like a lot of his movies. Really? Yeah. Uh-uh. I, I, like, I kind of like The Village. I really, of course, everybody likes uh, Sixth Sense or whatever the fuck and it's called. So, what about Signs? You haven't mentioned Signs yet. Signs was good. That's the other one that I like. Yeah, that's really uh, good. Unbreakable is boring as hell, but it's oh, it's a, a good watch. Uh, Forrest Gump's, you know, Jenny, uh, she is a horrible actress. <laughs> so... It was it was uh, painful to watch her in scenes, but mm. Bruce Willis was great in it. So, yeah, that's about it. And then you get into you know fucking Last Airbender and and what the fuck was that other one? Uh, uh, Lady in the Water. Wahlberg. Lady oh, yeah. in the Water. Paul Giamatti is fantastic in that. I love the Lady and, in the Water for some fucking yeah, reason. Well, that and little then, uh, Asian neighbor, I can't. There's no way I can watch that movie again because of that neighbor. Oh, she's terrible. I forgot the I forgot the name of the one with Mark Wahlberg with the wind. The happening. There you oh, go. Oh God, that was a terrible movie. Yeah, that one. Cool inventive death scene. I liked when everybody was jumping off the roofs and running themselves over with lawnmowers. But I like the movie he did with the kids that go visit their grandparents. 
was that mama no, 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 no. Um, uh, yeah yeah i know the visit the visit the visit that yeah that one was all right i mean but you know the guy was called in his second film the fucking hitchcock of our generation and he is not he is, is that not what they're saying that. about him well, no, they, I mean, when when he did Sixth Sense, they were comparing him to the Hitchcock oh, of our generation. Okay. I was say what? And since then, he's more like been like the, uh, I don't know, uh, who's a terrible director, Jeff. <laughs> I, I don't, well, that's why I can't really talk too much shit on him because, like, look what like Robert Rodriguez has accomplished. You know, it's like, yeah, you know, it's like at least this guy's, uh, you know, he continues to work and do. Take chances, you know. He's like yeah. the, he's like the David Mitchell of our time. Well, some people shouldn't have jobs. Yeah, like David Mitchell. That's my that's my number three. David Mitchell's a director who did uh, It Follows. Oh, I don't, I don't fucking care. <laughs> it's more like it's more like he's the John Waters of the horror genre. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That works. Um, for me, my number three. Uh, where to fucking begin? Um, Pet Cemetery. Yeah, <laughs> that was horrible. Uh, like it had like Pet Cemetery had like one or two good moments, but like the story just did not feel right. It didn't. It didn't grasp the same emotion that the original one did. It didn't. It didn't have that. I can't remember if it was you or if it was. Nate that said it, but where they pretty much they dangle this idea of family in front of you, and then all of a sudden they take it away from you with the death of death of the child, and it just it didn't hit the mark. It didn't even land on the fucking target for the remake, and it's just there could have been potential for that, and it just did not work. This is a simple thing of if you fuck with the goddamn formula. It's not going to come out right. The thing that was terrifying and shocking in the original Pet Cemetery was Gage getting ran over. And the scream to the heavens, no! You know, I mean, it was heartbreaking. And the flash of the Polaroids and shit like that. Yeah, oh, it was, oh, fuck, it still hurts my feelings to watch that part. I'm just like, oh, man, that sucks. And, you know, being a father, I'm like, that even hits me more. I have a, if I have a daughter... Kid, please run her over. <laughs> I just, you know, they fucked with it and they, they didn't, the trailer showed the, the, Ooh, moment, which is Gage didn't get killed. She got killed. The trailer showed it. I mean, we knew it was the daughter that was going to die. That's the only new thing they brought to the table. Fuck it. It wasn't, it wasn't horrible, but it wasn't good. It's that in between where there's like it feels like three AM whenever you're watching it. Yeah. Um I think one of my worst ones was when we caught in that uh three from hell. <laughs> it was uh I wanted it to be better and I understand the situation they ran into with Sid Haig who passed away this uh, last year. But uh I wanted it to be more of a continuation of what we got from Devil's Rejects, which was what I consider to be like the the quintessential you know of the of the trilogy and then uh with this one it just fell a little short they had fun with the characters but they didn't uh they didn't expand in the way that i i was hoping for them to so that was easily you know one of the lacklusters of my uh last year right i mean you know the uh the cool thing is is that they brought richard break in you know he was he was fun but yeah the story goes off the walls i mean go to Mexico to a Mexican whorehouse to a shootout with a bunch of luchadors. It went bug nuts, but <laughs> it was, uh, I found it be one of his more entertaining films. So I'm going to say child's play. That was a tremendous letdown. Yeah. Tremendous letdown. I could see that. I thought they were going to do something fun with it. And you know, everybody was like, Ooh, Mark Hamill's voice in Chucky. Who cares? It's, it's a voice of a doll and the doll doesn't look right. And it's all bullshit CGI, and well, I don't know if they use a lot of CGI, but it just didn't look right. Well, that and uh, a singing Chucky isn't exactly terrifying. 
Yeah. Uh, like, don't no, get me wrong. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, Mark Hamill, like, I'll, I'll watch anything that he's in, but... It's man. not something that, that I want to pluck my eyes out of my skull. That's my number one. Uh, but uh, it's not something that I'd ever turn to. I mm. saw it. It was a movie. You know, blah. Yeah. Next. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this one... I think I'm taking a cheap shot with this one because it's a, it was a video game fucking movie, but Doom Annihilation. Like, I saw this just just to see what would fucking happen. Like, what's the worst it could be? And it's it, fucking pretty bad. Um, pretty much it's supposed to be continuation from the Doom movie that we got with The Rock, Semper Fi, you know, all that stuff. And this one just... It didn't, it didn't capture anything from the Doom. Granted, the first one didn't either, but, like... At least you had that cool like first person mode that was pretty fun, yeah. but this one had nothing, and it was horrible looking. It was like a direct to video. Yeah, it, that's a that's exactly what it was. It was a direct to fucking video, and just out of sheer curiosity, I was able to snag a free copy, and I mm, I felt as though I wasted my time. Just you did all waste. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I did. I did. The first Doom was horrible. <laughs> oh yeah, the, the first one was oh. bad. I don't understand how you could fuck that storyline up. You're in hell with a bunch of demons that you're splatting if you don't have all the, over the fucking screen. Yeah, if you don't have the budget and you can't go all out. If you watch the movie, they have like one demon costume and they reuse it over and over again. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. So, I think you actually see the wear and tear on the demon costume over the course of the film. <laughs> yeah. And it's like Sharknado uh, special effects when he does the fireball. What it's the fun. Fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you want to borrow a date? No. <laughs> um, one of my not me. It's not. That's what sucks with my list. It's not really technically the worst, but it was just films that didn't make me happy. Is kind of what I'm listing, which is why I did three days of hell, three day, uh, three from hell, and then now I'm gonna put two. To, to, they're together because they're. I know they're on a lot of people's top lists, but for me, us and Midsommar were just. Um, style over substance it was one of those films that i think we you watch but you have more fun discussing them than they really you know entertain you and and give you that um i don't know epilogue or f- the ending that makes the film actually achieve a point or uh satisfaction or satisfying moment i don't know it's just i i, I think at the end of those two films i i it left me wanting more and I don't know if that's just as a film goer or just as being a picky person, whatever. But uh, yeah, those two are the ones I would say like, dang, like I really expected greatness and I got mediocrity from both those two films. But they're, you know, they're still highly notable. They wouldn't be like, you know, trash or anything like that. Like I both, I purchased both of them. But uh, yeah, those two are probably on my uh, not so happy with them list. That's funny you say that because I, I... I feel the same way about us. I bought it. I enjoy myself while I'm watching it, but the end is just—it's not—it's just lack. It's mediocre. You said it the best. I, it, it like Midsummer. I can't agree with because the more I watch it, the more shit I pick up on. But but us, I—it's good acting. It's stylized right. It looks great. Everything's fine up until about an hour into it. And then something derails. So, yeah, I totally get you on it. Gotcha. Um, what is it? Was that number one? No. Oh, no. Here's number one. Yeah. It Chapter 2. I'm sorry. Really? This this was fucking garbage to me, man. Oh, wow. I left halfway through the movie to go smoke. I was so fucking bored that I could not stand it. Uh, I, I just thought what they did right and good in the first one, this felt like hey we made a billion dollars we're, we're just getting a bigger paycheck fuck it let's just throw whatever on the screen they borrowed so much from other horror movies and borrowed you know these jump scares that just didn't need to be and and they did a bunch of cg where it's like you could have went practical and 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 that ending is bullshit man i'm sorry like they did the nightmare on elm street i don't believe in you anymore oh i'm surprised he didn't like you know de-res like tron i mean it was fucking it was bullshit well if he de-res like tron they had to they would have had to put daft punk in it i didn't like scars guard in this the only guy i liked in it was bill Hader. i thought he was fucking great 
but even, you know, he's a little too over the top. Uh, the person that I was really expecting to like was James McAvoy, which I thought he sucked in this movie. Um, uh, the chick who played Beverly, I didn't, you know, she just drank the whole time. That's all she did. Every scene she's getting a drink or having a drink or just finishing a drink. So it's like, okay. And then, you know, the, the fucking curse of Chud or whatever the fuck, I could not stand it. It's literally a cash grab. What was with that fucking Paul Bunyan scene? Come on. We don't need that. It's fucking, it's tacky. And that's what it felt like. This was just a cash grab. Gotcha. That slapped everybody in the face. It, it was a bad year for Stephen King, remakes wise, because, you know, the only one that did good was Dr. Sleep in My Eyes, which was my favorite movie of the year. So, what do you got, Ralph? Number one. Worse. For number one, like I'm, I'm sure you guys already figured out what my number one's going to fucking be. Y- y'all made me watch and I fell asleep. Big from hell. Yep. <clears throat> That's all I need to say. There you go. I watched and I fucking fell asleep in it. You, it was That's... 10 o'clock at night, to be fair. <laughs> to be fair. No, no. It, it was to a little earlier than that. It's just did not care, could care less. How did you fall asleep when we were having a popcorn fight? Oh, I know why you fell asleep. Never mind. <laughs> I was bored. <laughs> and, uh, funny enough, I think that's his best movie. <laughs> that's hilarious. All of them are his worst movies. Uh, and like I said, on mine, it's no. I'm not saying that they're like the worst thing that came out last year. It's just I didn't enjoy them. And my number one's going to be Lighthouse. Um, oh. Everything was great. Uh <laughs> The cinematography is beautiful. Uh, everything, the, the way uh, Mr. Edgar's, uh, uh, I mean, I love The Witch, so I was really looking forward to The Lighthouse. And when I got to sit down and finally watch it, I was like, everything's great. The storyline, the special effects, the lighting, the cinematography is gorgeous. The soundtrack is gorgeous. And then you watch this narrative of complete, utter, meaningless bullshit by the time I got to the end of the film, I was like, I don't know what I watched, but I didn't fucking really give a fuck after the end of the film. It's like at the end of it, I was like, all right, that's great. You gave me a fucking great tell of nothingness. You know, it's like everything was elements without like a good, you know, it, nothing equaled anything at the end of the fucking film, which seems to be a fucking trend now with these great directors like Ari Aster, Jordan Peele, and now uh, fucking, I forget his first name, but Edgar's the guy who did uh, fucking The Witch. Robert. Like, yeah, Robert Edgar, thank you. Uh, yeah, it's like, let's not give, let's not give a good storyline. Let's just do a great film. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. It's like, what? Like, But, but I think that's the point is it's a plunge uh, into insanity for for Rob Pattinson's character. You know, he, he didn't want to drink. I, I think he had an alcohol problem to begin with, but you don't really find that out. You just think he's like kind of this quiet guy. But, um, I, I thought there was a shit ton of character development and, and acting was superb, but yeah, the story is fucking wonky. I, like I had to look up what the hell the meaning of the movie was. There's a, and, there's a beautiful, and it's image. literally just a descent into madness. There's a beautiful like dream imagery where Defoe's naked and he's got these shooting lighthouse eyes and he's chasing yeah. Robert Pattinson. But like the whole film in a whole, it was like I, it never gave me like I understand it's a it's great for all the right reasons. But to say it's a great I'm going to come back to it fucking film. It's like, oh, yeah, it was, it was a great masterpiece, but it's not the entertainment value. Unless you're looking to like. Oh, I'm going to experience this insanity film. Are you saying you don't like my cooking? You ne- Tell me you like my cooking. <laughs> I hate your fucking lobster, okay? I hate your fucking lobster. I dare you. If I have to hear one of your God. bloated lies stories from your fat, bloated, stinky mouth ass. <laughs> God, he does that long take. He doesn't even blink once. It's beautiful. Dude, I, I'm saying like the acting made that movie so high up my list. I totally get you with the what the fuck did I just watch? Yeah, it's like but it's I like mean, it's I think like, that's it's, the point. It's a masterpiece, pointless. Ex- but it's like, why would you do something so great and so beautiful and so perfect? But then when you look at it, you're like, okay, you exercise this kind of narrative, so now it really has almost no value unless you're trying to look at the value of 
capturing the ins- it's like you know what i mean it's like okay i i think i think well i get what you're saying but how do you how do you do a descent into madness without trickery of the camera uh, you know I, what i mean i think you he, saw- he's trying to he tried to tell it through the story which is kind of odd like well I, I would say if you want to see the good version of the lighthouse you'd watch the joker See, and I think the Joker told a great tale of mental uh, fragility. I don't know what you want to say. Like, uh, I guess there's mental illness, and it goes into a storyline that follows a plot point, and you're using the DC fucking villain character behind it, too. So I was like, wow, you're doing something almost in vain of, like, people said, like, Taxi Driver and stuff like that, but you're doing it with this other character, but you're also making a play of a tale of, like, the insanity and the the mental, you know, uh, illness become a character right, but, too. Right, but his madness was already there. It was the, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I guess, I guess I, I, I would say up Shutter Island. Saying. Shutter I, I Island. See, oh, Shutter Island. Yeah, now that's a good, see, that's a good, that's descent, a good descent in madness, madness that people hated that movie. But see, that's what I'm saying. Like, you create a fucking fun plot narrative for the characters to expose that illness into and then walk us to the end. You don't interject supernatural stuff and then make it up. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they, they had too many things up in the air and I think lighthouse never really landed anywhere much like Midsommar and us. It, it never came to an ending where you're like, man, that was a good ass fucking film from beginning to end. And I'm going to come back to it because it has great replay value. It's like, no, 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 they're great things to watch. They just don't have any significance that make them viable, I guess, to put in rotation. Yeah, I get. It's like, hey, I can I can throw it on and enjoy it, but it's not like I'm going to get something out of it. Like I would more basic line narratives, I guess. I don't know. I was just so overly enthused with how Willem Dafoe did his portrayal of the captain. Yeah, Uh, he is such a good fucking actor, man. Yeah, as far as the story, it is fucking wonky as hell. I mean, good luck. (laughs) But I think that's the point. I think that's what he was shooting for. Gotcha. So, can't agree, but can't agree with you. I know, I got you. That's what sucks, dude. You can say that about Lighthouse, and somebody somewhere on the other fucking end of this podcast and say the same thing about Three Three from Hell. Like, nah, I doubt nah, it. That's the thing. But that's the thing. It's like, ah, you didn't like it, but basically, it's just it is. It's, it's exactly the same explanation you can throw. Yeah. And yeah. You want to see a better movie about an island and, and insanity? I recommend Shutter Island. Yes. Yes. I love that movie. Oh, I fucking love that movie. I just want to go real quick. Uh, it's just a small list, but it's some of the uh, TV shows that came out through 2019 that were really great that came in. Uh, you know, I think a lot of us caught or some of us caught whatever. Uh, what We Do in the Shadows was a really good show that came out in 2019. Uh, I think that's streaming on uh, uh, Hulu or Amazon Prime. Uh, American Horror Story 1984 was a terrific fucking season for anybody that caught that. I think that was a great show. Uh, Venturing, that's, uh, that's, I haven't seen that yet, and I'm uh, looking forward to it. I have not watched any of the American Horror Story. Gotcha. So I think jumping in at 1984 is a good point for me. Oh, definitely. It's a great storyline. Uh, Stephen King's son, Joe Hill, had a great popular TV show. I think it's streaming on Shutter right now. It's called Nosferatu, uh, which is very fun. It plays within that uh, almost it-like world of uh, a big bad and uh, young people that have special powers that can interact with it. And and Salvation will be hunted by the big bad. Uh, There's a TV show also on Shutter called The Discovery of Witches. Which was uh, fun if you like just basic almost CWS kind of plot devices with uh, witches and magic and stuff like that. Uh, Servant, which is done by M. Night Shyamalan, is uh, coming out on uh, Apple TV. It's a really good show. It's only 30 minutes every Friday. Uh, definitely give that a watch if you're even interested by the trailer, which I found to be really dark and fun. Creep shows on Shudder, which we were all uh, you know fascinated by. Uh, I think it was more... Uh, style over substance for a lot of the episodes, but there are some fun ones. Uh, that'd be on my worst list. Okay. <laughs> uh, the, the one I definitely recommend to everybody, all ages, shapes, and sizes of people need to watch. Are you afraid of the dark reboot? 
That uh, was a three episode fucking magic. It was like amazing. It was just so super fun and a great throwback to so many things. I think if you like it, chapter one, I think if you enjoy Phantasm, there's just so many little homages that that show played to, and it was perfect. What is it on? What's that on right uh, now? I think it's still streaming on Nickelodeon. I don't know. I think it's also on Amazon for rent. Mm. So definitely check those out. It's three episodes, and they're they're just perfect to watch. Uh, Marianne is a French uh, witch ghost story like It. I got that saved on my on my uh, watch list. Uh, it's available in English dub if you don't want to read the subtitles. But the closest thing I can tell you about it is that it it really resembles a lot like it, mm-hmm. and it's very dark, and the imagery is just super fun. So I know it's a little slow in some episodes because they are forty minute episodes, but definitely give it a shot. And probably my number one TV show of two thousand nineteen that was in the horror realm or thriller was Chernobyl. I think everybody oh, so good. still need to watch that. Everybody that can get a hold of it on HBO Go or HBO Now needs <laughs> to sit down and watch probably one of the most horrific fucking stories ever shown True on stories. TV. And you know what? That that fucking just spoke volumes to me because I deal with radiation. So it's like fuck. Like it was like watching uh, the worst case scenario nightmare for myself. Oh yeah. You know. Oh my god, it was fantastic. It was a it was a a great epilogue to that not best season of Game of Thrones. So seeing Chernobyl <laughs> kind of turn up right after Game of Thrones, it was perfect. Due to our uh, sabbatical we took there for a couple of months, we have we're sitting on a, a bunch of episodes that we've been meaning to get out to y'all. Uh, they are in the vault, and we will be releasing them sporadically throughout the uh, coming weeks. And. Uh, we hope to get more regular soon. It's just, uh, it's been a tough um, few months. A few months, yeah. Someone fucking left us. I didn't leave. I'm still there in spirit. <laughs> but I did move, uh, you know, fucking 2,800 miles away. So, Well, the chair's yeah. not squeaking, so you're technically not here. There wasn't a lot of goddamn uh, time to do podcasting. Uh, and yeah, we apologize for that. We'll... Uh, like we we recorded like four or five episodes before I left, and and man, it well Christmas time. Ralph works twenty four hours a day. It seems like which, yeah, you know, shit. Holidays are the worst. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, I'm in a new job and a new time zone, so it's it's hard. So we're gonna we're gonna get it together and dial it in and keep the show going. Yep. Uh, so hopefully we'll get more on a regular basis, and we'll get more episodes out to y'all very soon. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed our list. 2019 best worst shit. Uh, yeah, it was fun. We need to do this more often. <laughs> At least maybe we'll twice, think about it. Maybe twice a month. And twice a month, sure. And we'll re- release them five months from then. <laughs> Sounds right. Sounds, Sounds about right. About right. All right, gentlemen. All right, well, dude. listeners, thank you for listening. I'm Nathan. This is Jeff. And this is Ralph. Keep it scary. Can you say that again? It didn't pick up on the mic. Keep it scary. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the the best part of this whole fucking recording, I didn't have vape fucking juice smoke fucking spit in my face every fucking episode. (laughs) You know you miss it. (laughs) Well, you know, like, uh, I didn't really care for it. What, what, what is that? It's banana pillowcase. <laughs> <laughs> I picked it up at Montrose. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Uh, I'm actually I'm actually smoking watermelon gummy right now. It's actually delicious. <laughs> oh God.
Thank you for listening to Deep in the Horror of Texas. Be sure to like and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. If you like what you hear, please leave a review on the iTunes or Stitcher radio app. And above all, remember to keep it scary. To keep it scary.